Well, I'm Wes Fryer here in Shanghai from Oklahoma City. I have been an iPhoneographer, I guess, since my I, you know, got my iPhone when it first came out in 2007. I worked for AT&T for a couple of years. I started as a fourth grade teacher, taught in elementary schools um, for six years, and then worked higher ed for five and did some corporate stuff. Anyway, didn't know in 2007 that you know they were going to announce the iPhone, and, and it really. Uh, it, it, I mean, it's changed my life. I mean, the fact that I have this computer with me all the time—it's definitely the most valuable camera I've ever had. It's the only high-definition camcorder I've ever owned. And as I was telling Corey earlier, uh, I'm a big advocate of what I call the ethic of minimal clicks. If I can do something of equal power and value with five clicks that maybe took 20, it means I do it more often. The ability to share readily is is a big deal, and so I just I love this from a personal standpoint as a as a aspiring photographer and somebody who enjoys photography. But there are so many good connections that we can make for our students, taking photographs and documenting their learning, and and eventually putting that learning you know. With images together with audio and videos and things like that, and if you'd like、um, to grab, I'll hand you one or grab it freely. That's a copy of my ebook, which I、uh, have for sale, but I'm giving away at the conference.、Um, and it's a、um, it's a multimedia ebook that you can order one、um, that you can actually load on iBooks, and it has. We'd be happy to pay you in quad. Yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, it's honestly, <laughs>、uh, it's great to be able to share that, and I hope you enjoy it, and you know, tell others about it. Because there's far more that we could talk about as far as using media, you know, than in our our hour and ten minutes or whatever we've got left. So, all the resources. This is my second time to actually teach this workshop. I was in Montana,、uh, which is a nice place to be in August when we we're having like 112 degree temperatures in Oklahoma. It was a crazy, crazy summer.、Um, but at, at、um, an institute that they had. So. All of these resources are on a on a Google site. So when you go to wiki.westfriar.com,、um, that is my main handout site,、um, and I'll give you my little card. But when you go to my blog, Speed of Creativity, there's a link at the top that links to it. So you will have to use a, a VPN here in China to be able to get to this. And I debate whenever I come, you know, do I mirror this and make all copies? And so anyway, I haven't made a a China accessible、uh, version of this. You can get on Google here. It's not. You can right now. On on Google Sites though. Yeah, you can get on. Okay, good. It's slower than the seven years. You can get on Facebook. Okay, you can get on Google Sites. Well, you know, I've I've tried different tools and platforms for for being able to share, and so I'll kind of just kind of go over a little overview of what we'll do, and then I want to answer questions, and I've. I've got my iPhone configured、um, actually to be able to、um, you know show apps and and show how how this works and and use these so. Um, my, my plan is to kind of give you an overview of some different examples, show you some favorite apps, places where there are other apps, and give you some ideas that might inspire you personally as a photographer, but also as a classroom teacher. Like probably downloaded the wrong app. <laughs> oh, it's okay. There's all kinds of, of, of possibilities. So first link here, just、uh, examples from Montana.、Um, wow, I'd never been to Glacier National Park before. My dad grew up in Powell, Wyoming, which is.、Um, I'm from Powell, Wyoming. Well, really? Wow. Okay. Who's your dad? Well, Tom Fryer. They had the Fryer Rexall Pharmacy year,、yeah. years ago. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I know you did. What? My name's Corey Neville. Okay. I grew, I grew up in town. Yeah, Dad graduated in fifty-seven,、uh, maybe. Fifty-seven. I graduated in sixty-eight. He was a little older than me, but I knew the drugstore. Keep going. 
Wow. So there, there's a small world. So well, yeah, we probably should. We'll get a photo before we're done. So uh, dad got a copy, you know, Dave Bonner, the editor of the paper, is his, was his best friend from school. And then Biff Beck, who's in Cody, got all the um, film of the old high school games. And when dad was a senior, they won the state title, I guess. But anyway, on YouTube now, I mean, Biff sent him the uh, uh, video of it, and I helped Dad. Well, I put it on YouTube for him. But anyway, how cool to watch the 1957 whatever high school, you know, team. playing in Sheridan. All right, well, small world. So we grew up going to Yellowstone and, and to the park, we call the park, um, since that's where Dad grew up, and, and his uh, sister and husband, Marge and Dick Wilder, still live there. But we'd never been to Montana. So uh, there were two conferences, and, and Dad actually got to fly up with me. And what a spectacular opportunity to be able to take pictures. This is at Logan Pass, which is, and this is called the um, Going to the Sun Road, which took 15 years and $3 million in the late 20s to build. But this particular photograph is an example of HDR, or high dynamic range photography. And what it actually does, and I'll show you an example, is it takes a low exposure and a high exposure image and it blends them. So we've got a lot more, I don't know if the right term is color depth, but, but the exposure range in this image, um, if I was just to take this normally, this would probably be washed out. I wouldn't be able to see those, that would look white. Whenever I've got extremes, you know, snow, clouds, bright uh, darkness. iPhoneography, come on in. Um, so I just that's my, that's my favorite photo from the whole Montana trip, and I um, we'll we'll talk about HDR because the opportunity to have an application on your phone that processes it right away and then lets you adjust and tweak is is a transformative thing because. You know, I didn't ever know about HDR photography before getting an iPhone, and now that, that I have it, I see lots of opportunities to be able to use that and, and just to render the world more realistically in a photograph than I could have done otherwise. What does HDR stand for again? HDR is high dynamic range. So and I'll, I'll show you several apps, and I've got a link to it. It's it a, takes a lot more work when you do it in Photoshop. I would imagine. Oh, I my gosh. Use an right. Form, but and, yeah. I'm excited. And that, that, again, this is the ethic of minimal clicks. Yeah, okay? exactly. Because if I was taking it with whatever kind of camera, but let's say I had a big Nikon, Canon, whatever, yeah. regular camera, I got to import that into my computer. Yep. I got to open that in Photoshop. I got to go to my filters versus right here when I take the picture, I change the adjustments yeah. and boom, set it. Uh, this is an this is a picture in Missoula just in the evening. We were uh, had had dinner and, and just walking along the river, and it's an example I think of you know best camera I have is the one that's in my pocket. Right? Mm -hmm. Didn't plan to be right here where the setting sun was silhouetting these people. But uh, just kind of neat to be able to, to take that out. Of course, digital photography in general gives us the benefit of unlimited exposures, essentially. I mean, we probably all remember in this room having film camera and 24 exposures on your roll and having to, you know, think about how many pictures I'm going to take. But being able to, um, you know, just have it so readily available and not, oh, gosh, I left my backpack or my fanny pack or whatever, you know, back in the hotel. Nope, I got it with me. It's in my pocket. I can snap that picture and take it. Um, we did a hike to Avalanche Lake and uh, beautiful rushing rivers of glacial water. There, were, there was 200% snowfall in Glacier National Park this year, and they actually opened up that Going to the Sun Road um, pass and, and the road itself later this year than ever before. 
which really seemed weird with all the fires we've had in the Midwest and just the drought. Um, but um, I think this was probably, again, an HDR picture. There's a uh, slow shutter app that I have that I've played with a little bit, and I've got some examples of, you know, where you're getting blurring water, and I've got a little tripod. I'll show you. It's a little tripod attachment for the iPhone. There's different ones that you can get. But, again, it's just great to have it with you and then have these more advanced camera features that, that you can do on a smartphone. Um, this is... Flathead Lake, which is just between Kalispell and, and Missoula, and um, the color depth here. I mean, the, the greens here in the water, the sky, I mean, that, that's an HDR picture. And so another, another favorite image. Here's one that I love, this dead, dead fall tree, you know, that's in, in the water. Um, so we'll, and we'll talk about, and some of these apps will help us with the rule of thirds and some of the different, you know, photographic techniques that we would have. Um, this is one of the pictures that I, I actually handheld that, so I'm a little proud. I'm, pr I'm proud of it. It's better on a computer screen than it does. <laughs> does it? Does it's it? so much prettier, the color. I okay. Oh, yeah, look at that. It's really washed out. So that's actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because with projectors, whatever display device you're using, there's there are always issues, you know, typically with it not rendering it exactly as you as you can see it on your screen. So... Really quick here, I'm just going to open up my system preferences and go to displays. And I didn't do this earlier. I'll go ahead and calibrate my um, calibrate my computer to this screen. And this is something I usually will do this, uh, especially if things are looking super washed out. I mean, this has been re this is reasonably good just with the default. But I'm going to go in here to the calibration controls and then it's going to give me some choices about deciding how bright or dark I want things and I don't know it's I, I'm supposed to make that apple look indistinguishable from the background there are some expert settings I don't know that it got that much better just kind of darkened it a little bit I'm sure it, also depends on the projector itself. it does yeah and which one yeah so anyway I don't know if that was any better or not if the projector is really, really dark, then it's, that's definitely a good thing to do, you know, as far as as far as brightening it up. Typically, the display range that you're going to get on a plasma, uh, the built-in monitor, it's just going to be a lot better than what you're going to get with a projector. But anyway, that was handheld, I think, maybe with a one-second exposure, so you're getting a little bit of blurring. Um, let's see if I've got it in here. I, I think I paid too much for my little tripod. This is called, I'll mention it here. I don't know that I've got this particular link on the on the handout. This is called a glyph tripod uh, mount. So it just slides onto your um, iPhone and you pass it around and has just got a standard tripod mount. So that is uh, nice of Gizmodo to use some profanity there in their advertising. Um, it's it, it's a it, and I think people use it for FaceTime and other things, but you can actually get those kinds of tripods uh, for far less than twenty dollars. Um, no, I just ordered it online from them. So it's theglyph.com um, is their is their website. So they have them. The shutter speed app. What app did you use for that one? Um, the one that I have is I've got, and well, I'll go. We, I've got um, my app lists and stuff like that okay. shared. No, but I mean, I want you to jump in and ask questions. Um, I, these are my capture apps that I have right now. 
And that one is just called Slow Shutter, all is one word. It's the only app actually I found like that that allows you to do, you know, multi-second exposure. My dream was I found a, a site um, that will show you, that will tweet you when the International Space Station is going over your location. So my kids are 8, uh, 11, and 13, and we've gone in our backyard and seen the, the space station go over. In one case, it was just three seconds, you know, 17,000 miles an hour. My dream was, I'll take a picture of it. No, I didn't. It was not. Um, anyway, I, I had my tripod and everything, and I wasn't, wasn't able to capture that, you know, that star trail. It was just going too quick. But the, that slow shutter app is the, was the only one that I found so far that will do that. This is McDonald Lake, um, which is sort of at the west side of Glacier National Park. Um, again, the, you know, the colors and everything like that. This was just a sunset in Missoula on the Clark Fork River that was there. So those are, those are a couple examples um, recently from last month in, in Montana. Um, I've got other examples that are here, and this one is a pretty fun one. Uh, Dean Chereski is a educator in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. He is a friend. He is an amazing teacher, started as kindergarten teacher, and uh, I don't know if he's been teaching for 20 years or quite a while. He's been learning stuff since 1964, so that dates him. He has been doing a Photo 365 project. Have any of you all heard of that or doing those? But one of the neat things that Dean did, <laughs> and we won't play this whole thing, he took his year in photos uh, from last year and set them to music with just short little clips. And this is certainly more powerful and, and meaningful for his family than it is for us. But I'll go ahead and play a little bit of it to show it. And I'm going to mention to you the idea of a photo 180 project. Because one of the challenges that I would give you as, as educators is thinking about having a student take a picture of learning in your classroom each day. That doesn't mean that we're necessarily taking pictures of people, right? We could be taking pictures of activities that we're doing, things that we're doing. But if we could have a collection of images that represent what we've learned throughout the year, that would be a pretty neat thing. And as I've talked about this idea with different teachers, because this is new. I mean, I've just recently found out about Photo 365 projects. I started my own this year. And I, I've, I know a couple of teachers this year uh, in North America who have started a Photo 180 project with their class. Think about what that would be like later in the year, being able to have that body of images and then tell your kids, I want you to take five of these pictures and then give me a short audio narration about them, you know, what you remember for your learning in terms of reflecting and stuff. So this is um, a video that Dean has posted on YouTube. I don't know. Hopefully I won't. Yeah, I won't lose it. We're, we're not going to play the whole thing, but we'll. Oh, it is going to. I should have probably down, downloaded that earlier. They had a movie shot in their house.
he's in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, so. So we won't watch this whole thing. This is like 45 minutes long. I have no idea how many hours it took Dean to take, you know, all of his pictures and, and put them to music. You know, from a family perspective, taking photographs, this is the first year I've done a Photo 365 project, but, you know, taking pictures and documenting the year, I think is going to be a, a pretty fun thing. We sometimes will, you know, put together a Christmas card and we'll make a collage and things like that and try to represent the year. But here's an opportunity to have all these photographs that represent what we've what we've done and what we've experienced this year. So um, for those of you that have come in, um, I'll be glad to, to give you a little card that, that has a link. If you uh, Google my name, Wes Fryer, you'll find my blog. And at the top of it, there's a link to handouts. And so I have a Google site, uh, wiki.westfryer.com, that has all the links to our iPhoneography um, examples and, and the resources that we're having here. So um, that was uh, Dean's year in, in photos and song. Another person that really has inspired me to be thinking about iPhoneography, smartphone photography, is Bob Sprankle. Um, any of you know Bob Sprankle in Maine? He was featured in the New York Times in 2005 for his class in the Room 208 podcast. Um, he was a um, third and fourth, fourth grade teacher and looped with his kids and uh, is just... It, it, did radio when he was in college, loves audio, lots of podcasting, but really, really enjoys photography. So he has created several different sites that he has been using for iPhoneography and um, his website art.bobsprankle.com has these links. So each of these is a blog site and we're going to talk about some different apps that you can use on your phone to be able to share pictures and it doesn't mean you have to do a 365 project uh, but they're just ways that you can very readily upload and share images so he hasn't posted this particular one in a, in a while that was this was posted a month ago but this is um, iPhoneography example so he's entirely using his iPhone and different filter apps hello 
to be able to make these kinds of effects on these photographs. And so there's lots of lots of different apps that we'll talk about. I've learned about a lot of my iPhone apps from Bob. Um, this particular post, I think he used the Posturus, which is a free service um, to be able to post this. It made a little gallery of these pictures. So, you know, these are being shot in color. But in some of these, he's using um, an app to go ahead and apply a black and white effect or a sepia effect and uh, be able to have these. If you want to follow along, if you've just come in, all of the, hand, the resources for this are on this website, wiki.westfriar.com. And then if you just scroll down to iPhoneography, I need to link today's date to it. Oops, I'm covering that up. Okay, very cool. Um, so anyway, those are there, and I'll be glad to give you a little card that will have those too. So he's also got a 365 project, and so today is, what, the eighth year? There's his photograph for September 8th. And I, I, I've creativity... Uh, sometimes we have a pure, you know, idea from the blue epiphany. Wow, I just got this from, you know, uh, from out of nowhere. But a lot of times we just we remix and we build on the ideas of others. Right. And so I totally have, have, have stolen Bob's uh, way of posting with just really short titles, like two or three words usually to try and describe the picture. So there's this photograph from today. So little time. And, you know, some of these things are going to, I think a purist for a 365 would say you've got to take that picture on that day. Uh, you can see this one. He applied a filter that made that look like a Polaroid. I'll show you an app that I really like called Camera Bag um, that I used to do that one. Um, so he's in some, in some of these, he's putting uh, the number. Okay, so what photo it is. By sharing your photographs, like this, it is not only giving you a space to be able to go online and look at them and other people, but other people can leave comments. And Bob has made connections with different people who are into iPhoneography, uh, who are sharing their, um, their uh, photographs uh, with others, and that, that's just another dynamic. This one, he doesn't update as much. Um, had not updated this one in a while. This is his Photoshop blog. So um, over on the side, you'll see he's linked to say, I'm honored to be included in Stephanie Roberts' book, The Art of iPhoneography, a mobile guide to, uh, or a guide to mobile creativity. And so this um, website is just artofiphonography.com. I've got this one linked. Haven't bought the book yet, but this is uh, the best overview I've heard of um, that, that covers lots of different aspects of iPhoneography and not only talks about the apps and the techniques, but also the communities that are, are uh, growing that you can join to be inspired by the work of others, share your work, get feedback and that opportunity to, you know, create art and share it is really, I mean, there's never been a better day to do that, especially with digital work like this. So that's a little bit of Bob Sprankle's links. Um, here is a place where Dean Shiresky is sharing his. Um, now, Flickr is blocked in China. We'll have to use a, a VPN in order to get to it. I've got my Astral VPN running here. I am not sharing my photos on Flickr for my 365 project, but a lot of people are. And um, these, uh, this is a set of pictures that are on Flickr. And so, uh, Dean, this is Dean here on the left. And he is uh, post posting a photo a day that is going up here on this website. So I do like I love Flickr and most I most all my photos. I, I do go ahead and share on Flickr, um, but I wanted to try out some different apps and, and kind of just 
My book is Playing With Media, and if you want a free copy of it, I've got CDs here you can pick up after the session. Um, I believe we've got to play with this stuff in order to get our heads around how it works and what's possible and how we can, how we can use wow. the tools. And so I wanted to use some different apps. I know quite a bit about Flickr. I don't know everything, but <clears throat> I, I haven't shared. But a lot of people are sharing their photographs here. What's that? You know, that's, no, I'm glad you asked a question. I want you to jump in and anybody ask a question. I don't know. I, I don't even know if he did. I mean, it, it, it kind of looks a little bit like the, the colorization may have been changed a little bit. So he may have adjusted the hue or saturation or something like that. Um, I'll, yeah, right. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Isn't it clever? I mean, that's, just, that's kind of a fun challenge, too. Um, that I've sort of taken up because it's, again, hey, that's what people are doing. We're doing iPhoneography 365 projects. They're using these little short, clever, clever titles to describe their photo. I don't know. So, I don't know. Is that art? I don't know. It's expression. You know, it's, a, it's another way of... And it's community. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's built... And there's a... Social media affords us lots of different opportunities to glimpse like a window, you know, into the minds of others, into the lives of others. And we also have to kind of navigate our own comfort zone with with disclosure and and things like that online. But um, I really, really enjoy this opportunity to be able to get glimpses into um, lives of, in many cases, people that I do know, in some cases, people I don't. But they're, you know, sharing some compelling images and being able to be inspired by them. If you think about what we used to have to do to be inspired photographically. I mean, you had to go to a, a, an art show. You had to go to a place. You had to go to the library and check out a book. You had to buy a book at the bookstore. Now, you know, there are just so many different opportunities. And the fact that people are um, tagging their photographs with iPhoneography and with other kinds of tags like HDR that we're going to talk about a little bit more. And people are uh, joining groups and pools that they can they can share these photographs in just gives more and more opportunities for us to maybe serendipitously you know encounter photography and and, and uh, works of art that inspire us give us ideas um, you know maybe just brighten our day and, and maybe inspire us to go out and, and do something with our own photography. Charles Farrell is a oops and I clicked link there um, is a is an educator who was on a web sh- webcast that I, I did with Bob and they have a they have a group called the seedlings in Maine that that they have a weekly webcast during the, the regular academic year and so this is his uh, 365 um, project where he's showing and so in some cases they're going to give some explanation like what did they use to, to do um, I don't know if he's doing that here because that a lot of in a lot of cases I am like, OK, what did they use? What was the app? You know, yeah. what was their filter? But on their sites, you can leave a comment. And so if you want to follow something and, and, you know, most of the time folks are are following their own comments, then you can go ahead and ask them, hey, Dean, what did you use? You know, on that oh dear picture, did you use a filter? And, and he could actually tell you that's that's how I've learned about most of my apps. You know, it's just by asking other people. This is another site that he set up. Um, which is Charles Farrell art. And so he's got photo montages, collages, 365 photos, and then he's got an iPhoneography. It looks to me, I don't know for sure, but maybe Charles has inspired um, 
Bob a little bit with the way he we with the way he is sharing. And I think they're using pot. Yeah, this is a Postgres site. So if we look up here at the top, Postgres.com, free place to share uh, and set up a blog. My the digital storytelling cohort that. Um, I'm helping lead. We're, we're using one of these sites because you can use email to share. But this is very cool how you simply attach these to email or use the app and look at this nice little collage. Or it's not really a collage. It's a gallery. That has, that's amazing, isn't it? Uh, I can't believe you got that with an iPhone. That's wow. wow. That's incredible. You do. So what's the name of it? Okay. This is pretty amazing. This is called Hawk Moth Dance. Do you have another question? Okay. So, again, the simplicity of this, the ethic of minimal clicks, being able to take these pictures and then readily share them. Okay? Not having to, you know, learn a lot of HTML. Let's open up Dreamweaver, front page, whatever your editor. I mean, all that stuff, yeah, you can make web pages that way. But being able to really focus on your photography, focus on your art, um, just not get bogged down in the technical, because what we're interested in here is the photography and, and the art, more so than, okay, this is how I coded this to, you know, get this shared. So that was Charles Farrell and his, his art. Uh, here are some examples that we just had fun with. Um, we've got a, a place called Frontier City. It's right outside Edmond, just north of Oklahoma City. And we like to go to Fright Night around October. So, in fact, we've got to block out the time to, to do that. And <clears throat> I had gotten some new app ideas. And so what did I do when we were waiting in line for the roller coasters and other things? I, you know, use these apps. So this is an app I'll show you how to use called Diptych. It's D-I-P-T-I-C. And it allows you to create photo collages. So I had, this is my wife um, and Shelly, and this is Rachel. Our, she's now eight. My son, Alexander, who's 13, and then Sarah, who's 11. And so these were separate pictures that I had taken, and I had cropped them and applied some filters and things. But then I was able to put these together in a single photo collage. And then, you know, I, it is called Diptych. So I'll just Google Diptych iTunes. Yeah, t- um, yeah D-I-P-T-I-C. And so this is this is a two dollar app. There's a lot of apps and some I'll show you that are free. <laughs> Great thing about apps for the iPhone. Most of these are ninety nine cents, you know, two bucks. They're not, you know, ten dollars. I think I did just buy a, the, the Shanghai taxi app. Anybody yeah. use that? Yeah, I think it was probably worth ten bucks. Yeah. So, you know, but these are I haven't spent that much money on any of these apps. And so that's a photo collage app. And I'll show you how to use it. We'll I'll actually uh, use that and demo that one. So. Um, one of the things that's kind of nice about a Flickr site or a set like this is I can click the link for slideshow and then it's just going to present a flash-based slideshow of those images and then I can kind of decide how fast that I want it oh, to go up. So there are, <laughs> that's a fisheye lens one, um, that's in camera bag. Um, I think that's the magazine one on camera bag. Camera bag is like my favorite editing app that I'll, that I'll show you. Camera bag. Um, that was Diptych putting together several different ones. This was neat. I think this is one called Action. So it takes a sequence of four pictures just real quick. And so if you've got movement and the girls were moving around, it, you know, sort of like you have a motor drive or something on your camera. This is Rachel standing in front of the Harry Potter sign. They do trick-or-treating there. Um, 
this was again another camera bag app or a filter that that um, it had applied. It's fun to you know be able to compare originals, uh, compare the original to the final one. Um, I don't know. This was just fun because it was a time when we were all standing in line looking at each other and hey, let's you know let's take a bunch of pictures. So we ended up taking taking a bunch of fun photos without having the iPhone. I mean, would I have had my whole you know a big old Nikon SLR? No. I mean, we're riding roller coasters, right? We're at a at an amusement park. This is called Color Splash, so it made it black and white, and then I chose with my finger what parts of it I wanted to be colored. So if you see the pictures, like with the, the young boy giving the rose to the girl, and it's black and white, but the rose is in red, Color Splash is an app that can be used for that. So this is that action one again. Rachel's posing with, a, I think, a witch hat on. That's me with a hat I didn't purchase. Being discredited by, anyway, we won't, we won't play all those, but lots of fun. Um, this is my Photo 365 site. So I'm actually using an app called Tumblr. Um, Tumblr, interestingly, Jeff Udick had just said that Tumblr is accessible in China, but not Posturus. You can see over here it says follow on Tumblr. Both Tumblr and Posturus, if you own a domain, let you map your site to the domain. So just it, functionally, it doesn't make a difference. It's, I just think it's kind of cool that you can go to 365.westfriar.com and there's my, you know, there's my site. But you can set up a Tumblr site and you don't have to, to buy a domain. It's, domains, you know, 12 bucks. Maybe you all know cheaper places. I use GoDaddy um, for the domains that I have. And I need to update this a little bit. Um, it was just this past weekend in Manhattan, Kansas, where my folks live now. And my dad was on the Food Network. They had the uh, food truck wars or something, and, and these trucks, they leave California and go across the United States and come to different communities, and they give them a challenge. Here's 400 bucks, and you got to sell as much food as you can. Anyway, my dad was on TV, so that was, a, that was actually a picture from, of the television, which I don't normally do that. Rachel had her eighth birthday, so there she is opening a present. These are my kids on the uh, field. We got to go down after the game, and there were fireworks and... Um, this was a, actually this filter made the image a little bit better. It was a, not quite as bright. So this is one called uh, Tune Camera, T-O-O-N Camera. And again, I'm going to share with you links to all of these because I've got app lists, you know, with the editing apps and the capture apps. But that's kind of fun. It's sort of, I don't know, it's supposed to look like a cartoon, I guess. But it just applies that kind of filter. And you can decide how cartoony you want it to look. They weren't very happy with me taking their picture, I don't think. <laughs> a rare photograph of my son smiling. His granddad is you know, getting, getting him to smile there. So we're out to, out to eat. Um, yeah, I, I call that meat, potatoes, and corn. Because <laughs> my, uh, my youngest loves candy corn. But this is a cropped image, obviously. And there's a free app called Photoshop Express, PS Express. And I love that app, and one of the things it lets us do is crop. So this was a regular, you know, aspect ratio photo, and I just wanted to crop it and have it narrow so it was just showing these dishes in the middle of the table. Uh, we were, uh, there's a, a really great collaborative in our uh, town, in Edmond, where my wife works at our church, that um, helps folks with, um, that live in a Section 8 housing area, and we were delivering furniture. And anyway, we just said, let's document this. Let's all smile. So that was called 106-degree furniture delivery because it was 106 degrees. We were delivering a bunch of furniture to some folks. This is a color splash image, a sunflower weed that was growing in my yard. Um, 
and uh, turned it black and white, but then with my finger painted over it to make the flower itself in color. A little fashion show we had going on at our house with Rachel and one of her friends. Oven pancake one morning. I don't know. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. But it's a challenge. The, the 365 idea is every day you need to take, um, take some photos. So, and then, then choose to share one of them. I love to use Google Reader, which is an aggregator that allows you to subscribe to different blogs. And so one of the links on our page is to a bundle that I have shared. And there are 20 different photo blogs, 365 blogs that I follow. And you can use that link if you want to in Google Reader to subscribe and be able to see these. So these are just all different photo 365 um, pictures that different people are taking. I rarely leave a comment. I mean, comments are rare. That's the one that Bob Sprankle had that you can kind of see that's just in here in the stream. But, you know, that opportunity to be able to share comments and get comments and things like that is really a neat aspect of it. So last little link here under the iPhoneography examples is the Flickr iPhoneography group. So there are 6,953 members here. And uh, they have a group pool, and you can join this, and folks are sharing their um, iPhoneography examples here that you can take a look at and comment on. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Before I go to these iVideography examples, um, the daily shoot, is, and I think I, I've either heard about this from Bob or from... Uh, Alan Levine, who is in Arizona, and his, he's cog dog on the web. This is really neat. This is a challenge. So every day you're going to get a new challenge that will be a, you know, applicable to wherever you happen to be. Here's today's challenge, to make a photograph of a sim beautiful, simple shape, such as an egg, utilize lighting and focus to make it sing. And so it is giving you the challenge, and then it's also giving you a hashtag. I'll zoom in on that. What does that hashtag mean? Well, these photos are being shared online and tweeted, so shared with Twitter, using that hashtag. So if we click on this hashtag, it probably is going to take us to a search page on Twitter where we're going to see a dynamic, updated live list of the tweets that have used that particular hashtag. For our conference this week, we're using Learning2, and you can see all kinds of things people are tweeting by searching for Learning2. So here's one that Nancy uh, Brackbill did. She said, a trip to Ikea, make a photograph of a simple shape. So we can click on Nancy and see that she's in central Illinois. She's a fifth grade teacher. And we'll go ahead and click on the link. And now we're going to be taken to her Flickr page where she's chosen to save it. And there she took a picture of some, some um, dishes at Ikea when she was there shopping. So... That's an example of how folks are sharing their iPhoneography examples and, and another way to think about, you know, inspiration. Your kids, and I mentioned this earlier, maybe before some of you got in, but I want to challenge you to think about a photo 180 project. Have a student, and you rotate who does this, take a picture each day of the year, to or each day you're in class, to represent learning that's happening. And then you can collect that and use a different space to be able to collect those photos. As an art teacher or a photography teacher, there, there's a challenge, right? You know, have your kids look at the daily shoot and think about using one of those um, as, a, as a prompt that they're going to have. So before I go to the app lists, I think we've got, what, 25 minutes? Um, I will mention a little bit about video. 
there are lots of different things that you can do with video. I'll, uh, I'll go to this link first. I have been teaching fifth grade Sunday school at our church the last three years, bless you, and I'm doing uh, sixth grade this year. And we've done a lot of different things with video. I like finger puppets. Um, a lot of folks are scared to get on camera and to be in front of the camera. But when I get finger puppets out, I mean, the kids just get really excited and they get creative. And so what I have found bringing in my, you know, pawn shop purchase $300 DV camcorder with my firewire cable and all this stuff, right? Bringing in all this equipment, bringing in my iPad and uh, I was I've been using we didn't use one here, an iRig mic. But, I mean, we just take some yarn to the side of the table. The kids spend some time writing their scripts. Being able to video it and then edit it and share it, there's no way we would have been able to do that in the same amount of time with a traditional laptop and, and, and software. So I've got um, some examples that you can see of um, some videos that we've created. There's one, and I'll, I'll share the whole thing with our cohort um, I've got the link to it. It's called The Hobbit in Five Minutes. My daughter was supposed to read The Hobbit this summer. Uh, she didn't. Um, so uh, we went ahead together. We, yeah, we used SparkNotes. Uh, we wrote a script, and then we created this, which is a five-minute deal. We, I won't play the whole thing, but this was shot on the iPad. You, but we could have shot it on the iPhone, too. The Hobbit is the story of Bilbo Baggins who lived a peaceful life in a hobbit in his hobbit hole at Baggins, until he decided to embark on a great adventure. One day, Gandalf, the wizard, came to visit Belbo and brought a band of gold-loving dwarves to his home. Gandalf convinced the dwarves, led by Thorin Oakenshield, to hire Belbo as the burglar for their quest to kill the dragon smog who had taken over the kingdom of Thorin's grandfather in the Lonely Mountain. On the first leg of their journey, the band ran into three trolls who almost ate them. Fortunately, Gandalf tricked the trolls into arguing about how to eat the dwarves, and they turned to stones in the sun rose. They found lots of gold and some magical swords in the trolls' cave. The party went to Rivendell, where the elven lord Elrond lived, and sought his advice for their journey. Elrond then carried them to the Misty Mountains. After leaving Rivendell, the dwarf, wizard, and hobbit band sought refuge in a cave in the Misty Mountain Pass and was captured by a band of evil goblins. Gandalf used magic to kill the leader and free their group. So Bilbo became separated from the other. We'll stop there. So, you know, this was our fourth take, but there was quite a bit of higher order thinking that was going in. Personally, I thought Jar Jar made a great golem. My kids kind of were trying to outvote me on that. Um, it was very fun, right? It was a very fun way to do a book summary. Um, you know, my daughter learned a bit about the characters in the plot and the story of The Hobbit. Um, but it showed this idea of being able to quickly create video, edit it, and, you know, being able to publish it. So doing this kind of thing is, I think, a much more achievable thing in the constraints of class time. And even if we're talking about out-of-class time, we can much more readily... Um, you know, shoot video, edit video, share it than if we were using traditional tools. So, so you're saying this was um, the, the asset, 
you have the, the www.playingwithmedia.com at the bottom. Right, that's my book, um, oh, my book, my book link. No, it's okay. And I mean, this is I've I have referenced this as an example of playing with media and using video and using the iPad. Um, is that on the site? Is this video? Uh, this is on our our iPhoneography page. Okay, um, okay. If you actually just Google the Hobbit in five minutes, mm-hmm. um, you'll it'll come up. There's like one other video on YouTube right now that that does that, or that's you know has that title. The iPhoneography page is on Google Sites, and I'm I'm thinking you have to have a VPN to get yeah to get to that. So um, I uh, yeah. So you'll need you'll need to use a you'll need to use a VPN in order to, to get to it. Okay. So I I really really like iPhoneography. Um, there are uh, there's just all kinds of possibilities. But you know again the complexity of dealing with video is at another level than than simply doing audio. So I've got a few other different um, examples, but I want, let's get into the apps because we've got about 25 minutes left. Um, the best site that I have seen to date for sharing, I wonder if we can turn the AC up. Does anybody want to yeah. give it a shot? A little warm up here. Is Appalicious. Appalicious is owned, well, I don't know, I think it's owned by, yeah, it's owned by Yahoo. And it's a lot like the, the uh, bookmarking site Delicious. But it lets you create these curated lists of apps. Appalicious is free to join, doesn't cost anything. And when you sync your iPhone or your iPad to uh, iTunes, it, let, it will build a list of all the apps that you have. So as an example, and our family shares an iTunes library. So all of my 13-year-old son's games are in here, you know, my daughter's favorite things. So we've got 565 apps that we've used. And, you, and it allows you to rate them, and you can you know, see all these different apps. But what I think is best about this are the app lists. And so I've created several of these, and I have these linked about iPhoneography. So this is my list from July of this summer for the best capture apps that I like. And I'm going to actually go to my iPhone and show you how some of these work. Um, but Pro HDR, Dean Shresky showed me about that awesome HDR app, much better than just what you get with the default uh, camera HDR settings. Panos, Panoramic, several different ones. Photosynth, 360 degree panorama. Um, and, these are, and then there's Action Camera. So these are all capture apps. So what I'm going to do is uh, go over here to my iPhone and... I'm going to go to a folder that I created called Capture Apps. So there's Pano and Pro Camera and Pro HDR. And I'm going to, I'm going to start with Pro HDR. And I mentioned earlier that um, HDR stands for High Dynamic Range Photography. I'm going to Google HDR Photography Wikipedia just to bring up the, the Wikipedia article for this. And so it's actually High Dynamic Range Imaging. Um, and so there's the official definition. Um, it's going to be a computer processing uh, method of allowing a wider dynamic range uh, uh, images to, to be created in, in real scenes. So let's see how it works. First, let's, what let's do is I'm just going to use my regular camera app, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a picture over here. So let me... What, are, what app are you using right now? Um, I'm using an app called iDemo, and you uh, do have to jailbreak your device in order to do this. I really hope that 
Apple will uh, make the iPhone mirror everything just like the iPad. And so, um, but yeah, you've got you've got to jailbreak your device to do this at this point. In, in, in China, they're all jailbroken. Okay, yeah, it's called iDemo. And I think in the... the jailbroken is installed like uh, from Syria, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah it's not an unlock for the carrier. Yeah, it's to be able to install other apps. Because the app, you run an app called Screen Splitter on the, on the phone, and then I have the program called iDemo that I'm running here. Okay. So let me go ahead and take a picture here. Um, maybe that's going to show up okay. I'm just going to go ahead and uh, take a picture. But you can see how, how dark it is around the door. Let me go ahead and click here in the corner. So here's, here's the picture, you know, just taken with the standard camera. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to contrast that now with HDR. Let me point out that the default camera app, so this is the, app, the camera app that comes with your iPhone at the top, has a button that lets me turn HDR on and off. And you can go into your, your settings in, um, sorry. You can go into your settings, under photos. Okay, and see under settings for photos, there's a setting here for HDR that lets you keep the normal photo. I like that. So I have the normal picture that doesn't have HDR applied, and then I also have the, uh, the HDR picture that's taken. Let's take a look at this picture. Okay. So this is, this is just the standard, the standard picture. I'll go ahead and shoot this photo again. So what does that mean? I can hold down command and press left. There we go. That's faster. Okay. So now I have HDR turned on. I'll take the picture and it should save the original and save an HDR version. But what I'm going to show you is how much better the actual HDR app is. Okay. There's the standard picture I took without any HDR. Now this next time it kept two. There's the original picture and now Here's the HDR. Notice what happened? A little bit of brightness in the dark areas, a little dimming in the brighter areas. So I'm going to go launch the Capture app, Photo HDR. Um, one of the things I like about this and other Capture apps is I have that opportunity to turn on my grid lines. Okay, so if I'm talking about rule of thirds and trying to line things up, that can help me a little bit. I'm going to tap somewhere on the screen and it's going to keep this still and it's going to basically expose it as brightly as it can and then as dark as it can and then it is going to combine those two pictures and it's going to process them on the fly. So there's the dark one, here's the bright one and then this app is going to give me sliders to try and control, not to try, to control Things like brightness and contrast so that I can get the picture to look, look like I want. So it's merging those two images together. 
and then it's going to give me this this uh, this scene. Now look at that! Look at that! Isn't that amazing? That's a huge difference. Now I'm going to move my brightness slider up to make that even brighter. I can you know play with this as much as I want. I can scale my contrast up and down. My other choices are saturation, warmth, and tint. This and Pano are absolutely my favorite apps. So I'm going to click the Save button, and now it's going to save this copy of the picture to my photo roll, and we'll compare it. Uh, compare these to how it looks to the default photo app. This one is, I think, a $3 app, and it is just totally worth the money. I, I, it is called Pro HDR. There's also a free version, but it doesn't give you the sliders. It's well worth it to buy it for the sliders. Okay, good. So here is the photo. This was, um, yeah. isn't this interesting? There was this LCD screen saying, the power is back on. <laughs> I love to take pictures of signs, so yeah, it might be. It might be. So there's the original photo, the original photo. Here's the HDR version with the iPhone camera. And now, da, 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 there's the HDR version with HDR Pro. So you can see it just really gives you a lot more uh, options as far as how you adjust things. Absolutely love that app. I think it's Pro HDR, yeah. So on, on this app list, um, you, these are live links that you can click, and it will go to the Appalicious page, and then they've got the link to somewhere. Um, yeah, they just updated it, like, in the last... Um, Where's the Yeah, the the way I'm sharing that is I'm using an app called iDemo. Yeah, I That's okay. Um, so the little digression. If you go to my blog, um, a guest blogger has written some posts about how you can use the iDemo app. <clears throat> so you can search iDemo jailbreak on my blog and ah look at that a post by Sherman Nicodemus how to use your iPad and iPhone iPad touch with an external display projector and it's got links and everything going through that this is on my blog speedofcreativity.org so and if you didn't get a card I'll be glad to give you a card and if you want a copy of my ebook you can pick one of those up yeah it explains how you can how, how you use the app because you you have an app that you run on your PC or your Mac and that's the actual app yeah well, I mean, yeah, you have a software program you run on your computer it's called iDemo, and then you have a, an app that you run on your smartphone. Um, and I don't, I mean, most, especially if you've got school purchase devices and things like that, I, I, don't, I wouldn't recommend jailbreaking. I mean, most, you can now do with the iPad, too. Um, it mirrors everything. You don't have to, you don't have to do this, but... I, I, hopefully, yes, we're, ho we're hoping. We're hoping they're going to do that. Okay, so that is uh, Pro HDR and a little bit about the HDR app. Let's talk a little bit about my second favorite app for Capture, which is this app called Pano. I love panoramic uh, photos. In fact, has anybody taken panoramic photos, sort of old school, where you had to have the tripod and you would click the thing and, like, you know, have to get everything in sort of perfect order? Um, 
on my Flickr stream, and I've not, there's some that I don't have, but I have done a fairly good job of trying to tag all my pictures that I've taken with Pano, uh, tag, you know, tagging them so that I can, so that I can search them and find them. So I actually, there's a Pano of San Francisco Bay that I took uh, last summer. There's a Flickr group called the Official Pano Panorama Group, which I don't remember if I just chose to submit this one or if they asked, you know, to submit that. But so here's all kinds of photos that people have taken with this particular app, uh, different, different panoramas. So the way this app works is it will stitch together multiple photos on the fly and then allow you um, have your computer do the processing to merge them into one. So I'll go ahead and launch the Pano app. Don't panic if I take your picture here. I'm not going to share this image online if you're needing to remain anonymous here in China. Uh, I'm just going to do this for demonstration purposes. So you start on the left. I'm going to go ahead and take a picture. Oops, that, I kind of jiggled my, my phone a little bit. So I'm going to, after it takes this photograph, I'm going to undo that. So I'm going to click down here in the bottom, this uh, button, and it'll say start over or back up. Well, that was the first picture, so the, that function's the same. <clears throat> but I'll try to keep my hand, my self a little more still. So I took the first picture. Now it's going to do something called onion skinning, and it's going to show the left side of the screen so I can kind of see where that circular sign is over the door. And I can get it kind of close, but you don't have to get it perfect. Just get it close. So you're trying to line stuff up. And then I'm just going to continue to move down across the room. Yeah. And this is, yeah, you can have people in there more than one time, and people are moving around. Okay. Well, and then we could go all, well, yeah, let's go all the way across. We don't want to let you feel left out. Okay, here we go. All right, so I have taken five photos. What I'm going to do now is click the checkbox there in the corner, and it's going to give me the option. Do you want to make the pano or resume shooting? I say make the pano, and it is going to stitch these together as a single image, and you can do a full 360 if you want to, or, you know, just however much or little you want. So Photosynth is a free app that Microsoft has, and it works more like you're kind of painting over the scene. And I'll, I'll show that one, and it uploads to its site. And so I think it's fun to play with some of the different ones. Um, I've used that one in the Rotunda in the Texas State Capitol in Austin and also in Oklahoma. And uh, it's sort of a little more fun to use because you're just you're as you move your camera, it's kind of like it's taking the video image and it's painting. Yeah. And so it it show you know, you can see pretty clearly what you captured and what you haven't. I've used Pano more. It was the first panoramic uh, photo app that I tried. And I really love the resolution of this while that's finishing merging. I'll go back here. I I have a panorama set. Okay, so I I made a set on my Flickr site of just panoramic photos. So these are all all pano pictures that I took. And let me do a here's a fall foliage picture that I took on my parents' street in Kansas a couple years ago. So 
I'm going to right click this and go to the original version and you're going to see the resolution of this. This is 5,326 pixels by 985. I've not ever printed one of these before, um, but there's just, I, I just heard the rumor of the new iPhone, I guess maybe might have a 7.5 pixel camera. This is a five megapixel now and it's a lot. You remember when five megapixel cameras were like over a thousand bucks and you had one friend that had one. You're like, wow, can I touch it? It's amazing. Okay, so look at the resolution of this picture. So this was, I just happened to be visiting the week that, you know, the fall leaves were peaking. This is Manhattan, Kansas. Just beautiful, right? And so being able to have a camera in my pocket that can create that sort of a panorama, I mean, that is just amazing. Really, really amazing. All right, so we'll go back to our app now, and it's finished. It has stitched together our, our photo. I can take another or what I'm actually going to do is exit the app. I'm going to go back to my photo library and I'm just going to rotate over to this photo. So this is the photograph we took, five images stitched together, but it's much higher resolution than that. If I double click my finger on here, you're going to be able to see how I can move around and that, that is a high resolution picture. I actually did a pretty good job not having, you know, well, we, got a, we have a double head back there in the back row, but anyway, get, get movement. But very, very fun. Absolutely love the Pano app. So if there were two photography apps that would be my top recommendations for you, Pano and Pro HDR would be it. Let's talk a little bit about photo editing. We've got about nine, nine minutes. Um, well, I'll, I'll just I'll link to the media sharing and then I'm going to spend some time on the photo editing. So media sharing apps, these are apps that allow you to upload and share photo, uh, photos. I can go to any image that I have on my iPhone in my photo roll, click here in the bottom left corner, and I've got the choice to email it, send it to MobileMe, uh, basically email you know, would be a way to get, to get it out. But I can also use apps um, to be able to upload and share those. So the app that I have used for my Photo 365 project, and I've got a folder that I call Upload for those apps, is the app Tumblr. And so the way that Tumblr works, and it doesn't just work for photos, but I use it strictly for pictures, this supports the ethic of minimal clicks. There aren't as many choices. It's just pretty straightforward. I'm going to click here on post. I've got the option right there to choose a photo. I click on the picture. It's going to pull up a prompt and ask me, do I want to take a picture or choose one? I'm going to choose a picture, and then I can find the photo that I want. Here's uh, the sign for the, the Japanese ramen restaurant where we went to eat last night. I can put my caption here and then I click the post and that is going to go up to my website that I have set up and created. So that's an example of a media sharing app. There's a lot of different ones, um, but Tumblr and Posterous, those are both quick blogs and um, I've, I've enjoyed using that one a lot. Let's talk about photo editing, and I probably should have saved myself more time to do this. When I was showing the examples of images, I mentioned camera bag, I mentioned color splash. Uh, so let's, let's see how those apps can actually work. <clears throat> what I'm going to do is go into my folder that I have for photo editing apps, and I'm going to go ahead and launch camera bag. This is my favorite filter app. Bottom right corner, I click, and it's going to let me load a picture. So I'm going to choose the picture that I want. Here's a photo of George Kuros taking a picture in front of the school yesterday when we came. All right, 
So basically, this has 12 different filters that are predefined, and you can choose to just readily apply those filters. This first one is called Helga. I can go ahead and just uh, swipe or flip through these. That's Color Cross. This one is called Italiano. Lolo tends to really kind of bring out the pictures and, or the color and make things just a lot brighter. Plastic uh, also uh, tends to um, sort of tweak the pictures and also put a little bit of a vignette around. Helga is probably my favorite one that I use the most. Magazine kind of takes out color, um, applies more of a letterbox look to the photograph so it actually crops it a little bit. Instant makes that look like a Polaroid shot, so it's doing some cropping, but it's actually putting the Polaroid white. We saw uh, Bob Sprankle, I think, using some of that. This is called silver, so it's taking out colors and not really making it black and white, more has a silverish look. Mono is going to make it black and white. There aren't any sliders here, okay? I can't really tweak this and get it more adjusted. I've got to kind of just go with it. But it's a quick way to apply these kind of filters. Anybody using Instagram on their iPhone? Love you love Instagram? So I'll probably use Instagram. So say a couple things about Instagram. Why do you love it and what I is it? I love it because it's quick. You can do immediate filters. It gives a mood. It creates a mood. Same picture, different moods. Um, I, but I'm looking for it's very quick. But I, I would like something that I have more control over because it's really only about 10 options. Right, and it, and it just has those limited options. Yeah. So this is sort of like that Instagram idea where you just got the predefined filters. But I really like it. If, let's say, I wanted to go with Helga, I've got a floppy disk. Remember those? I think it's so yeah. funny they still use that icon. Click on the floppy disk. That's going to save this version to the camera roll, and then I could upload that to my site, email it to somebody, share it, you know, however I want. So that's Camera Bag. That's my favorite editing app that I use the most. Uh, let me show you Color Splash. This is a very fun app. So I'm, this is a paid app. I, I think this is probably a $2 app. Um, I'm going to load an image. This is, again, going to let me decide what part of it I want to have as color and what I want to leave as black and white. So it's going to load this picture, and it's going to make everything black and white, and then I'm going to use my finger to paint over the parts that I want to have the color show through. So it's kind of like... Um, I don't know what a, what's a good analogy for that. Uh, so this is all black and white. I can pinch to zoom in. So I could pinch and I can just make the tongue red there. And then I can just paint over the red. And I can, I can zoom in to get pretty precise. And as long as I'm putting two fingers down, I am not painting. I'm... Uh, I'm zooming. Now, if I make a mistake, which is easy to do, right? I can also click over here on the red dot and I can change. Instead of color, I can paint with gray. So now I'm painting with gray and I can color, cover up that part that I didn't want. That was black and white and it really didn't matter. But anyway, so I don't know that that's the best image to show as an example, but that's how Color Splash works. I can click in the corner on the bars and it will choose to let me save the image. Um, I can uh, invert colors and, and do different things with it, but that is the Color Splash app. Uh, I should, told you I'd show you Diptych. Diptych was one that I showed you examples from our little October Fright Night at Frontier City night where we were doing um, lots of different filtered photos and then putting them together with collages. You choose the um, layout that you want. So I'm going to choose that one in the middle that's got a horizontal at the top and two squares at the bottom.
And so I've got that as my layout. Now I click inside to choose pictures. So I'm going to click on the top one and I'm going to select from photo albums and I'll go ahead and choose the picture that I want. So I don't really have, I'll get some from the restaurant the other night. So this is like, this wasn't a candle. Actually, you know what I think I'll do? I, Okay, I've got some I've got some photos loaded from Christmas, so I'll actually get get some family pictures and we can zoom in a little bit. more. All right. So I have that picture loaded. Um, I can pinch it to make it, you know, larger or smaller and just kind of get that arranged just like I want it. Then I want another picture in here. I click on that. Select from photo albums. Sorry. Choose a different picture. And so each time I'm able to pinch with my fingers to size it, I want to be able to see us a little bit better. So we'll make that bigger. Move that into space. And then I'll select one more. All right. So I've got my pictures. I click in the bottom right corner. It says export. And I can choose high res or normal. I've got my uh, little arrow there in the corner that I click on. And what do I want to do? I'm just going to save it to my photos, but I could email it, put it on Facebook. I don't have the, if I can have access, host to Flickr, send to Postra, send to Instagram. So I'll go ahead and choose to save photos. So it is now taking all of those three photos, size, just like I had cropped them and, and everything. And it is then making a new picture, which is on my photo out, my photo roll of that of that combined picture, that photo collage. Yeah. All right. One more I'll show you. Um, so can I just go back to the picture? Yep. Uh, the, the color one, you make one thing, the whole thing gray and the color Yes. Are they called color splash? Color splash. That's correct. So it is... There's some different ones, I think, that will do it. That Yeah, the one that I'm using is called color splash. Again, remember on our site, um, I've got links to these apps, so you'll, you can actually you can actually go to these. This is here's a free app, and I love this one. This is Photoshop Express, and what this app lets me do um, is apply some different. Um, this is kind of a blurry picture. I, I, we didn't stop in the bus. There's the there's the uh, Pearl Tower. I'm just going to crop this on the Pearl Tower, even though this is blurry. I click the pencil. And the pencil is the editing tool, so it brings up different choices for editing. I mainly use this to crop. I can do things like change um, exposure, saturation, tint, make it black and white, um, <clears throat> apply a few different filters, a sketch filter, sharpen things. I use the one in the corner the most, which is the crop tool. So I click crop. Then with my fingers, I'm just going to drag the corners of this box wherever I want it to go. So that's what I'm interested in having as my crop picture. I click OK. And it'll show me a preview. Yeah, it's blurry. It's not a great example. But now the corner is the save, and it looks like an arrow going down. <coughs> Pardon me. So I'll go ahead and click that. Now it's saving the new version, the cropped version of the picture, onto my photo roll as the most recent photo. So these editing apps save your original pictures. It doesn't delete them or, or you know, mess with them. It just creates a new picture that's on your photo roll with whatever tweaks and changes you've applied to the photograph.
Yes, Adobe Photoshop Express is the name of that app. So Toon Camera, those, I, I showed you some examples from that one. Um, my absolute favorite art app and the app that my eight-year-old used to do all the illustrations in my ebook is called Brushes. Absolutely love brushes, and one of the neatest things about it, it's it's a drawing app uh, rather than a photo app, but it allows you to play back the entire drawing, so you can play it back as the as the person did it and see how what their process was. You know, it makes a little a quick time movie. Last things I'll mention um, under other resources. There, uh, I mentioned Stephanie Roberts' book. Um, Stephanie Roberts, who's the author of The Art of iPhoneography, has a Twitter list of iPhoneographers that she follows. So these are her favorite 42 iPhoneographers. So if you're on Twitter or want to get on Twitter, you can follow those people and then be able to uh, get tweets for, for, from them. Um, the website iPhoneography.com is dedicated to iPhoneography as well as iPhone videography. And there's a blog, and they'll you know feature different photographers, different apps, and things like that. So you can continue to learn about that. Um, I want to point out my ebook. I've got a, a website, PlayingWithMedia.com, and I've got sections for each chapter with digital text, images, audio, and video. And so on the images section, um, I've got links to uh, mobile apps for uh, sharing images. Um, and so there's there's some some app a few apps there. I need to probably put my whole iPhoneography list there. Uh, last two things. Have you done LED light painting before? You know what LED light painting is. You need to be able to have a digital camera that can take a multi-second exposure. You get an LED. We had a robotics group that just actually helped us make LED pins. And so you have that camera lens or shutter open for like... Uh, you know, 15 seconds or 20 seconds, and then whatever you paint with your LED pin, we're trying to do some Darth Vader stuff with some lightsabers, um, will actually be recorded. Um, so the, the person needs to try and breathe. Now, Kevin Honeycutt did that. That's flames, and uh, yeah, he, he drew the flames there. Well, this is called LED light photography. The slow shutter is the app, and I haven't done... These I did with another digital camera because I just got that slow shutter cam uh, app recently. Those are Kevin's blue flames. He's an artist, so you can really but tell. Can the shutter app go for that long? It, it can, I want to say it can go like eight seconds. So we're going to have to try and, and experiment. These, these were, I think, 15-second exposures. Anyway, it's just a fun thing to do with digital photography. Uh, trying to do a little bow and arrow there. Um, not everybody has heard of that before, so... There's Kevin with his ice cream cone. And when we, yeah, we use the flash. So you, you do a lot of stuff, and then you shine flashlights or, or have a flash go off. That was spinning one around. I hope I've given you some ideas for iPhoneography. I want to encourage you to play with media. Use your smartphone. Use some of these apps. Encourage your kids. We, we need to help kids learn to constructively use these devices for good and not for evil, right? We tend to hear a lot about the bad choices that kids make with social media and technology. These smartphones in our pockets truly are computers. And the power that they have to not only archive and document the world but share the world is unbelievable. 
So as I think as teachers, part of our responsibility is to help channel the, that power in constructive and positive directions. And so through, uh, you know, photography clubs, through journalism, through, um, you know, the social studies class, the math class. I mean, there's math all around us. There's opportunities to, you know, find examples of it, bring it into the classroom. Think about setting up a blog for your class where you're going to have those photos shared and help students learn how to become better photographers and also just better uh, better thinkers and better citizens because they're they're more savvy about the world around them and also throw in the art and the creativity and that enriches our lives and helps us um, helps us share our experiences and you know um, they're, they're intri- that there's intrinsic value here too right other than just the instrumental value of helping kids get the skills they need I think we're over time so anybody want to toss out a you're welcome. Okay. If you'd like to grab a copy of my ebook, feel free to grab a CD. And I think our cohort stuff starts in about 10 minutes. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs>